Hello. It has been a while. Over the past three weeks, I went on holiday, which cut out two podcasts, and it's been really busy. But I'm back. My name is Gareth Rafferty, and this is my podcast of Building from the Bottom. Jumping straight in to my first point, which I wrote on the 16th of July. And I'm going to be reading all of my points in order for this one in particular, because there's a lot to go through and I've had a lot going on in my head. So you will get to see the order in which things have gone through my head and when they have gone and when I have thought about them. So my first point is meeting new people. And this happened on an interview panel I was doing for quite a senior role for my local council. And it was a young person's interview panel to test to see whether the people that were applying for this managerial role were efficient enough to not only work with the adults in their office, but also work with the young people that are receiving the service from this council. There was a group of, I believe it was six of us, and we all sat on the table and we interviewed four candidates for this role. And we, well, before we were, well, before we met the candidates, we had to put a lot of pressure well, we were put under a lot of pressure to decide around six questions of what we thought would fully test the candidates. And then the tables were turned because we had to make sure that we put a lot of pressure on the people we were interviewing to make sure that they were tough enough to be in this managerial role and to deal with surprises. And such, we threw in a a nice little surprise at the beginning by asking them what they would be if they had to be a superhero. And you wouldn't really expect this at an interview. And so it kind of caught them off guard because questions like that are very difficult to prepare for. So it caught them off guard, which was quite fun to keep them on their toes. And it was really great to hear the the people we were interviewing, it was nice to hear their stories about where they had come from and their journeys because in the nature of the world that we were um, interviewing for, in, in the nature of this role, it meant that it was kind of, the people that were in this role were older and had very, very good experiences that they could share, which was amazing to hear. And we even spoke to some of them over lunch before the interviews began, which was great. So for me, I find that really effective being on an interview panel, meeting new people, not just young people, but also older people and professionals within the council and hearing their stories, I found was really, really effective. And I continue to believe that meeting as many people as you can outside of social media is always great because it tests you 
um, face to face and as I said earlier you always have those surprises and you can't prepare for those whereas on social media it's a little bit easier to basically forget about these surprises and meeting people face to face I believe makes you more aware because it's very easy to talk to someone on the phone but if you're talking to someone face to face it can be a lot difficult and some people actually struggle with that so I, I, I love to go out and meet people face to face once in a while gets me out of the house Tuesday the 17th of July I had an amazing I think it was a Skype call with a woman named Deborah and we started chatting through LinkedIn and then we got onto this Skype call and we booked it in and she was telling me about this product that she has and the best way for me to explain it is if you've ever used um, QR codes the next generation of QR codes is a thing called near near field communication and also known as NFC and it basically means instead of scanning a QR code instead you can go close to something um, it's literally usually a small square probably an inch by an inch in size and you go near that and something might ping up on your phone like a notification and tell you more about an advert, a product, a service. It will tell you more about what that thing is. Now you can program these to display websites, posters, um, pretty much anything you want and it's a really really great way of advertising. I've only ever seen them used in bus stops and really big high-end places such as London shopping centres, um, I, th I think I saw a few in New York, those sort of places where you've got really, really high-end shops. Now, I've only ever seen them that you have to be within a, a few metres of range in order for it to work. But after speaking to this woman, Deborah, she has this circle, basically a similar size to a portable phone charger. But it's, it's a small circle and when you go within 400 metres of one of these, a notification will pop up on your phone. Now she was telling me about this product and it can be used for a ridiculous amount of things. And I think it's going to be really, really good in the future, um, especially in marketing. Because, for example, she was telling me about something local to her. Uh, a neighbour of her friend had lost a cat. So they put up an advert an advert on this so that people that were near her house, near her friend's house, would all see this advert. And if they happen to see the cat, then that's great. But this could be used for bigger chains, smaller chains, whoever you are, a pizza company. If someone's within 400 metres of your shop, they could get a discount card pop up on their phone and that would entice people to come in to your store and come and get something. You can put a new website if you're a startup, um, offer businesses in the local area to work with your business 
to provide the service that you're offering. I believe that this product is ridiculously good and these little things are called goals and their circle as mentioned previous. Another thing that I did on Tuesday the 17th was actioning a goal instead of constantly putting it off and this goal of mine that I'm talking about is an Instagram goal. Now I currently have Instagram, I haven't been active on it since 2015 but I do have it on my mobile and I am keeping up to date with all the technology and the IGTV and all of that. But I want to start a new Instagram that is more current and up to date. So I'm going to be starting an Instagram account fairly soon, which is a more social way for you guys to see what I'm doing on a, a less formal basis than Twitter and LinkedIn. And it's very easy to keep putting it off and say, I'll do it tomorrow, but then tomorrow you're too busy, so you put it off to next week. And all of you guys have been there. And I'm sure that all of you guys can resonate and understand this, that it's very easy to get caught in that trap and end up even forgetting about this goal. So I will start an Instagram account. Currently, I am very tied up with my business plan and working towards doing on the formal side of my business. However, this is something I'm going to be working towards in the near future. And I'm setting myself a goal now. The end of September, I want an Instagram account. So all of you guys can hold me accountable. That wasn't in my diary. However, I've just done it. So I will drop that in my phone on, well, after this podcast has been made. Moving on swiftly to Wednesday the 18th of July. I thought a lot about gratitude because lots of people are talking about being grateful for everything that you have and everything that people give you. So this point in my diary links more into my morning routine and I've literally jotted down saying saying the three things that you're thankful for in the morning. This was something that I read in one of my books that I'm reading. It's called My Morning Routine, the book that I'm reading. And one of the successful people that had a section in this book, they said that they always say the three things that they are, the three things that they are thankful and grateful for in the morning. And I thought this was really, really interesting. And it's a good idea because it makes sure to keep you grounded and remember that building a business or just being a person isn't just about you. There's also other people around you that help you to become a better person. And that's something I'm going to be working on in the future because currently I don't say the things I'm grateful for in the morning. However... I do say thank you to people when I'm in a shop. I say thank you, have a nice day, um, or have a great day, have an amazing day, etc. And that's just when I'm buying something from the shop. Because whenever you're in a shop, the majority of the time, people will say to you, thank you, have a nice day, 
with a smile on their face and I am sure that those of you that have worked in retail and have worked behind the counter for four to six hours it can be a long job and I believe that just me saying thank you have a nice day has a big effect on their day and I hope it does it may not have an effect on everyone's but if I can help one person every time I go shopping then it's a bonus isn't it and that's literally two seconds of my time moving on to the book point um reading this book is going well it's something that I haven't really been into before all the reading type of things but I believe that reading is going well I probably read once every two days but the days that I don't read I learn Spanish on my app so technically I'm still reading I'm just not reading my book however I'm now going to be reading every day and I've set myself a goal to read seven pages a day until the end of August which will then make me complete my book and be able to move on to the next one because my list of books that people want me to read is getting really long and I need to start getting through these books quicker. So that's my next goal for my book reading. But overall, I'd say it's gone well. I'm fairly surprised actually that I've committed to it, but I have committed to it, which I'm really, really happy about. Moving Actually, I've just realised that my point overflowed onto the next day, just the way I've wrote it down. Reading the book, um, as I said, it's going really well. It's about how some successful people wake up and what they do in the morning and the morning routine, workout routine, meditation, um, productivity, etc. And one of the points that stood out to me was... If you want to get up early in the morning, there's two options. You can either get a dog or put your alarm in another room. And I found that quite interesting. My alarm is across the other side of the room, so I still need to get up to switch it off. And I always, ha I usually have it on to the radio. However, that might change because sometimes silence in the morning can be great. But then I also like to wake up and listen to couple of tunes it, it puts a positive mood in my life and it starts off quite positive if I'm listening to some quite bouncy tunes in the morning to Capital FM for example and I just thought I would share that point with you guys because sometimes it can be really difficult to get up early I haven't really experienced this but I know that there's a lot of people especially young people that find this very difficult Anyways, back on to my track of the 19th, which is a Thursday. That's the 19th of July. On that day, in general, I had either, I think I booked a lot of meetings. I had a hectic amount of meetings that people were booking me for on this day. And I love it. I really do. I, I love the fact that I have people on LinkedIn and Twitter that really want to connect with me and meet me even if they're six to eight hours flight away they still want to meet me and I find that really really great that I can meet such great people and I really have met some amazing people so if any of you are watching this you're amazing yeah I've had a hectic amount of meetings 
and I've learned a lot. So Deborah, I learned some stuff from, and I've I've met so many young entrepreneurs, older entrepreneurs, um, people that are part of other businesses that are looking to go into entrepreneurship, people that are generally trying to improve their lives. And I had a small one a few days ago where I got asked basically how to build a routine and how to hold yourself accountable. So I helped a few people out on that, which which is amazing. Um, any way I can help, I will. And I find the meetings really, really great. Generally, um, genuinely just to meet people. On this week that I am talking about, the 16th to the 22nd of July, I travelled a lot. I went to Edinburgh with the University of Derby, literally overnight. Um, we we flew on the when we flew on the Thursday and flew back on the Friday, I think, and then I went on holiday on the Sunday. So it was pretty hectic in regards to the amount of flights that I had. I've never flew three times in a week, so that was quite cool. And it was a great event. We didn't win anything, um, it, but the experience was great. I've never been to anything that formal. It was quite nerve-wracking, but it was amazing. I really, really, really enjoyed it. The next point um, is relating back to chapter two. And people trying to separate themselves from others um, for example, people will wear different clothing because they want to look a bit different. People will have a different car, so they might have a sports car just to make themselves stand out in the road. Literally anything, when actually we are all the same. And it came into my head that even though people try and distance themselves from other people, we have never been more connected. Look at social media. Look at the, the trends in clothing. We've never been more connected. I mean, the amount of people that wear Nike or Adidas trainers. They may be different trainers, but they're still Nike or Adidas. The amount of people on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat. We're all connected. And actually, we're all the same because the majority of people that are watching this will enjoy some form of social media therefore you are connected more to people than trying to seg segregate yourselves from everyone else i mean everyone likes to stand out but there's a difference between standing out and trying to make yourself look different to others so that's something for you guys to think about Something else that I realised, the summer holidays are, at this point, were coming up, I believe. And I believe that the summer holidays started on Friday the 20th, which is the day that I'm talking about now. And I was thinking about the summer holidays and how it's pretty crazy that some parents or children, well, parents and children, live 
for the summer holidays. Those six weeks, to some people, is the reason they work so hard for the whole year. Just for that six week break. And I find that pretty amazing because, well, when I went on holiday, I missed work. And I really missed work. But I will come on to that point later. But I just find it really, really crazy how some people live for the summer and that they cannot wait for the summer holidays so that they don't have to work for six weeks. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Shows, actually, that the amount of people in their jobs that they don't actually enjoy is an astonishing amount of people. And if you are one of those people, what do you enjoy and why are you not doing it? That's my question to you. Now talking about productivity, on Saturday the 21st, I wrote into my diary that the recent, my recent everything hasn't been as productive as what I would like it to be, or as usual. And this meant that I've had to have a lot of time to think about why I'm not productive, because it means that the same strategy isn't working as what it usually would. And I have been thinking about this, and I am slowly becoming more productive. Just today, I have started to see a change in my attitude in order to keep myself productive because my old strategy wasn't working. And my morning routine is getting more and more enjoyable every day that I do it, which helps. It helps a lot. Still on Saturday the 21st, I am looking for a new mentor. I am looking for a new mentor, not just in business, but also to cover my personal life too, because I believe the value of several mentors is much greater than just having one. And I believe it's because I would like more views to see whether one mentor is in line with the other and this sparked after something that my mentor said about actually I can't remember what it's about but that's having several mentors allows for a more rounded view and I'm sure most of you would agree And now we are coming to the, the end of the first out of three weeks. This was the day I was flying to Tenerife. I was flying with my girlfriend and she was quite nervous about flying because she hasn't flew in over 10 years and she was quite young when she last flew. So once we got up into the air, I haven't told her, but I thought about what would happen if the plane was to fail, would you care about money? Would you care about your house? Would you care maybe even about your family? And it's quite shocking to say, but you probably wouldn't. If your plane was crashing and it was just you on that plane, you didn't know anybody else, I believe the only person you would think about is yourself. 
or you would think about other people but yourself would 100% come first just getting your life vests on getting the breathing aids you would most likely put yourself first and I found this quite crazy because it made me realise that people look for money, house, cars, really nice clothing. But if something was to happen, whether you're in a car crash, whether you're in a plane, um, literally anything could happen at any point and it would all go away. And I'm sure if something bad was to happen, I hope it doesn't, but if something bad was to happen, all of that will go out the window and the only thing you will care about is breathing. Now, this links to something that Eric Ross has said and it's similar to what most of you would have heard. Wanting something as bad as you want to breathe. Now, I'll just let that settle for a second. Wanting something as bad as you want to breathe. Now, I also believe this is wanting something as bad as you don't want to die. Everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. And you need to make sure that you really want what you're doing. Whether you're doing it in your spare time or whether you're doing it full time. You need to make sure that you want it and honestly really, really want it. As bad as you want to stay alive. As bad as you want to breathe when you're swimming underwater. As bad as you want to get your breath back when you're going down a very harsh slide, a very steep slide. You need to want it as bad as you want to breathe. On to a more positive note. On the flight back from Tenerife, I wrote about all of the things I had learnt in that week because I didn't want to keep getting my journal out because my girlfriend specifically asked me not to not to do any business over the holidays. So we agreed that over a one week holiday I would only post once a day. Therefore I didn't write in my journal. However, on the flight back I did she fell asleep, I had a bit of evening time, so that's when I wrote in my journal. So on the 23rd, which is the Monday, we woke up and we did our own thing in Tenerife. And we had an amazing time on holiday. There was a great water park and a great hotel. We went to Siam Park in Tenerife. It's labelled number one in the world for something. But it, it was pretty good, I have to say. It was good. We had a really great time. And... The reason why I didn't post as much was, hence, because my girlfriend asked me no business all day. And I jotted that in my diary just because I wanted to inform you guys. And it tested me. I didn't really like it, but it tested me. Because I really, really, really wanted to check my notifications, my messages, and my connection or follow requests. Well, people following me on Twitter and my connection requests on LinkedIn. I really, really wanted to check these. 
but the only thing I could do was post. And towards the end of the whole day, I replied for a few. I replied to a few messages, just to set up meetings for the, when I get back. But overall, I didn't check that much, and it was very, very difficult. It's a very hard challenge. After day one, I wanted to do business. I wanted to just chat on social media to random people from around the world and just meet new people. It was very, very difficult. However, I heavily booked myself in for Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday when I get back. And this was, well, it kind of gave me a jump start into work life, which I found great. Um, so that was Monday the 23rd and Tuesday the 24th of July. Now moving on to Wednesday. University. It clicked that my workload when I go back to university in September will increase. And I was wondering... I have a question that I've asked myself a few times, actually, since I'm at this point. Is it a bad thing that I think my business comes first over university? My mindset since September last year has changed a lot. And by September last year, I mean September 2017. It has changed a lot because when I first was going to uni, I believed that University is all about the grade you get at the end, and I really wanted a first, like I really wanted it. But after recently meeting lots of new people and being on LinkedIn and being around lots of big content creators, it's made me realise that university isn't about the first or the two one that you get at the end of it. It's about the experience that you gain. I now believe that the, the reason I'm at university is to gain knowledge. So I don't really care what area it's from. I just want to gain as much knowledge and experience as possible. So during September, I am September till December, I'm involved in the Students' Union quite a lot. I have lots of friends from different areas of the university. So I can learn stuff about geography, geology, psychology, um, etc and this is great because it, even though my friends don't know it it automatically gives me more of a round like it covers my mindset a bit more and it gives me more to my more than just what I learn in the classroom is basically what I'm trying to say I mean who doesn't want that that's amazing So I have quite a lot going on and it's going to hit me when I get there in September. I am um, college representative of the business school, which is anyone that does a business or marketing, basically anything in business. If, if, any, if you, all the students that do anything in business, I will be the representative for them. I'm also going to be the treasurer of the Taekwondo Society. And then I also have my degree on top of that. And I'm involved with 
a few other little bits in the uni. So I have quite a lot to do as well as my business. But I'm not going to let that stop me. Definitely not. The next point is, as most of you may know, from January till May, June time next year, I will be in Spain. I'm going to study abroad for a semester. And I am really, really excited, to be honest. I'm going to Madrid and I'm really looking forward to it. And whilst I was in Tenerife, I was really embracing the Spanish language. I really wanted to get involved and embrace a culture just to kind of prepare myself a little bit for going to Madrid. So I was speaking little bits um, and now I know, um, well, I, I can speak little bits around work um, and uh, I, sorry, I, I can speak little bits so I can speak about work, school, um, food, travel, those type of things, colours as well and I'm starting to learn the numbers but I now know how things work in Spain a little bit more since being there so I know how the crossings work um, I know how euros work a bit more um, from going to the GB pounds and it's quite nice to now know that I kind of know how things work even though crossing a road seems simple um me going to madrid by myself will be, probably be quite daunting and i will document the journey but that kind of gives me a bit more peace of mind if it makes sense something i learned on thursday the 26th of july was that it well it's all about perspective one person's devil can be another person's angel. And it's something that I learned just while walking down the road in Tenerife. I thought about um, people when they're arguing to an outsider or to a family member, it may seem quite abusive, but to the people that are in that argument, it's quite passionate. For example, when a married couple argue. They really have deep love for each other the majority of the time. But when they're arguing, especially if it's in the street, an outsider can see can think that that, pers that person or those people seem horrible. But to each other they seem amazing. So life all comes down to perspective. The example that I used in my diary for the perspective point is that you may dislike someone but another person is best friends with them. So think, think about a person that you dislike. Think about their best friend if you know them. And now think about someone that's your best friend and you can probably name someone that dislikes them. Or they don't really get on with. It's all down to perspective. Something else I realised 
um, which was on um, the 27th, which was a Friday, 27th of July. I realised that it's easy to be greedy when you have it all in front of you, I mean. This was quite a unique point. It came to me after realising that I can eat a lot when, well, when it's an all-inclusive hotel. And I think most people do, they genuinely eat more just because the food's there. And then I decided that actually quite relates to life. If you're, if you're handed it all, you can take and take and take. And I found it quite unique. Just being greedy is quite unique, I would say. Because people see it as a really negative thing, and it is, to be honest. Taking as much as possible is a bad thing. But let's relate this to money. If someone had masses and masses of money and they put it in front of you and said, take as much as you like, you would most likely take as much as possible. And to the person offering you the money, it could seem greedy. But you could actually be getting all of that money and you're going to give it to your friends and your family members that really, really need it. So it's quite an interesting thought. To one person, greed can be bad. Another person, they could have other meanings. Again, back down to that perspective point I mentioned earlier. Moving on to my morning routine, which is something that I am really passionate about at the moment and really, really trying to personally develop. My morning routine on holiday wasn't the best. I'm going to be honest. Just when I think about my morning routine, I relate that to business. And I did a small kind of morning routine. I did about three days of workouts. But I'm, I was really, really looking forward to restart when I get back. And I did. And it feels amazing. It's so, so, so great to wake up in the morning and do a little workout and do a few, do a bit of reading, do a bit of learning in the morning. And then you just feel so, so productive. And you just want to go and tackle the day and work really, really hard to do that. So I'm really, really great that I can finally, finally embrace the morning workout and embrace the morning routine. Saturday, the 28th of July, the book is going well that I was reading. Um, I'm reading all about morning routine, as mentioned previous in this podcast however I want to learn more about marketing and I don't know whether you guys have any ideas I want to learn about marketing I want to learn about sales I'm trying to enhance my scope of business so that I can be a more successful business person as a whole and be able to 
be able to sell my service but also be able to market at the same time because there is a massive difference between sales and marketing and my perspective on sales at the moment is I would prefer to build a relationship with people and that will come first and then if they happen to want to use my products or services then that's great but it's not a necessity and also building the relationships first allows for a more loyal customer consumer whatever you want to call them which is great everyone wants it's very everyone wants a loyal customer it's easier to easier less time consuming and less um, and more cost effective if you have a loyal customer in comparison to if you need to get a new customer in the next point is I love seeing people progress and especially the people that I'm talking to so some of these people is a guy named Daryl Freighter I remember day I think it was day one two or three one of the first three days of him starting to become a motivational person inspirational speaker um, success mentor and he was one of the first people I met on LinkedIn and now he's on like day 100 of his motivational posts that he posts which is just amazing um, it's pretty crazy that I've been on LinkedIn that long um, I mean it's it's like four months but it seems like it's been it seems like it's been like two weeks um, and also another guy named Camille I think that's how you say name, or Camille. K-A-M-I-L. Um, I first, when we first chat, he seemed very rigid on what he was doing. Whereas now he feels like, well, it seems to me as if he knows exactly what he wants to do and he's growing and it's really, really amazing to see. I love seeing the progress that people are making and... If anyone's following me, I hope that they can see progress in me. I'm building as a person, and in the long run, I see the track that I'm going along, which is amazing. And it's always great, um, linking back to university, it's great to see people when you can tell when someone has a passion for something because you can see it light up in their eyes and you can see the fire inside of, the fire inside of them um, pushing them into that topic a friend of mine called Jazz. Um, you may have seen him on my social media. He's a geologist and he's really, really enthusiastic about rocks. Now, to me, it sounds pretty boring, but to him, me talking about adverts and social media marketing it sounds boring. So it's really, really great just to see the fire inside of him when he's really, really passionate about a topic, which is amazing. And it's really, really great to see. 29th of July, Sunday, a week ago, sat on a plane at 12 o'clock, midnight, travelling home. 
from Tenerife. This is the time in which I wrote from Monday the 23rd until the 29th of July. And around me there was exactly what you would expect on a plane. Crying babies, people sleeping, and most of all, on a midnight flight, there was lack of food. This flight was from 12... Sorry, this flight was from 9.30 till about 1.30 in the morning. 9.30pm um, till 1.30am. It was a tiring flight. And the fact that they had no hot food was quite annoying because we hadn't actually had a proper dinner um, or tea, for those of you that call it tea, evening meal is what I'm talking about. Um, so this was a pain, but never mind, I lived, I suppose. And as I said earlier, I this flight, yes, there was a few crying babies, but it was really, really great to let my thoughts burst out onto the page and prepare myself for when I land and wake up in the morning and then straight back into business, which I did quite harshly, actually. Um, I got a lot of results in the first three days of being back in the UK. On to a point that I mentioned earlier, learning sales. It's something that I'm not too good at, making a sale. However, I am good at building relationships and networking and meeting people. So hopefully I'm going to be using that to make a sale, which will be amazing, as most of you will know. When I get that first person that buys into my business, it will feel so good. I cannot wait. And I will keep you guys posted. As soon as that happens, that person will get some publicity. <laughs> and the final point of last week is that there will be struggles and there will be times that you feel like you cannot progress any further and uh, you feel like you're physically drained and you can't do it. Take a second, deep breath in, deep breath out, think about what you're doing and go and attack it. You can still do it, you don't have to fail, you can turn negatives into positives, failure is a positive because you learn from it and a struggle is positive. Because if it was always easy, you wouldn't be progressing. Food for thought there. I'm moving on to this week, starting the 30th of July, which was Monday. It begins, is the, the first two words that I wrote in my diary this week. It begins back on the hard work, back on the phone calls, catching up with social media, messages, notifications, etc., Monday was amazing. I had messages galore. Um, everything, when I hit the internet, popped on my phone. I left it for about 10 minutes just to load. 
because my phone had so many notifications from emails to Facebook Messenger messages, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. And it was pretty hectic, but it was amazing, absolutely amazing. And on Monday, I was supposed to have a meeting with Ronnie Kane. However, he had to push to Tuesday, but I've still wrote it in my Monday points. I spoke to a guy named Ronnie Kane. He's a young entrepreneur, and after having a Skype call with him, I think it was, it was amazing to hear about his experiences with starting businesses and the tips that he could give me as a person that's starting his first business. It was amazing to speak to him, and I'm keeping in touch with him currently, and it would be great to keep in touch in the long term to see how we both progress. But the one thing I took, the one key thing I took from the conversation I had with him was that business plans, that point is back for the third or fourth episode of my podcast. And the one advice he had was keep it as minimal as possible. When you're starting out, the only thing that you really need is a financial plan, of course, because businesses die from cash flow problems in the first year of their business opening, which I know, and it's been drilled in my head. But also, um, you of course need your objectives about where you want to go, but just keep it as minimal as possible. You don't need all the wordy content, because the less time you spend on a business plan, the more time you can spend on getting money into the business. And that's what everyone wants, I suppose, isn't it? He also taught me that to keep the guideline of my um, of my business plan to be very basic so that it, it can be changed because in the first year you're going to learn, you're going to adapt and you're going to change. So keeping it minimal just helps in the long term and the short term really. All of our benefits. And um, another point that came through on Tuesday was I had things to do. And by things to do, I mean the dreaded unpacking, sorting everything out. Nobody really wants to do it. And I definitely didn't want to do it on Tuesday. Tuesday was the day I finally got back to my flat. I slept on my girlfriend's Monday night just because it made it a lot easier to travel back. And so I got back on Tuesday and I didn't want to unpack at all. I would put it off. I just wanted to focus on business. And that sounds pretty pretty bad but I finally unpacked it had to be done and something that my my mentor said was a clean room is a clean mind so I'll do that first and also the fact that I didn't want to do it helped so that was great it's the first thing I did I pushed through not wanting to do it to finally getting it done and another another point as mentioned previous in the podcast, is my morning routine was finally back on Tuesday. 
amazing, absolutely amazing feeling. I love the morning routine. I hated it when I started, the press-ups, the sit-ups, the exercise in the morning. Well, press-ups and sit-ups in general, um, I quite disliked. I was never any good at them, but now I'm quite happy because I'm starting to see progress. And who doesn't love progress? It shows you that you're doing the right thing. So I'm so happy that my morning routine is back and killing it. And hopefully I'm going to be starting the 5am challenge set by a guy named Willie Morris that most of you might know. I'm going to start getting up at 5am. But that's going to start on the 8th of September when I'm back in Derby. Or around that time anyways, 8th, 9th, we'll have a look. Okay, so the next point, moving on to Wednesday the 1st of August, is people close to you not believing that you're credible. Now, this point comes from people around me. They don't believe that um, I'm really into this. They don't believe that I have the, the skill set. I don't have the mindset. And all around, I'm not an entrepreneur or what is considered to be a, a, an entrepreneur or businessman, if you will. And I don't really use the term entrepreneur um, because there's more to just a business than the person at the top. But it's quite hard and difficult to get through the point when someone says to you, I don't believe that you're in this, I don't believe that you're good enough to do this, and I don't believe that you're going to succeed. And the thing is, I know I will fail, and I'm ready for it. Obviously, I hope that I don't, but there will be failures along the way, there will be problems, and I'm ready to smash those problems and turn those problems into solutions, because I, I, I know in myself I have a lot of drive, and my knowledge may not seem as good as um, someone that has a £30 million pound, um, a £30 million pound budget that's been doing it for the past 10 years, but the challenge is on, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I have so much drive, and I'm really, really willing to learn. So I'm coming for all of you big businesses. <laughs> And um, now moving on to now moving on to quite deep, a deep point. Um, if that point wasn't deep enough for you, it just gets deeper now. Taking a bit of a deep dive, um, taking a step back. Just take a step back and appreciate where you are at the moment. Appreciate what you're currently doing and where you currently want to go, and appreciate where you've came. Sometimes taking a step back, having a few breaths, get outside of the house, go somewhere a bit different, surround yourself by nature, and just have a point of realisation. It can really help you to clear your mind a little bit more and realise that you are developing, because sometimes... I've, I've definitely felt this, that it can feel like 
you're not progressing and you're stuck in one spot. And this realisation came to me whilst walking home from a group that I used to be co-chair of, which I'm no longer chair of. It's a Wolverhampton Care Leavers group and it's also known as CLIC, standing for the Care Leavers Independence Collective. And it felt weird to go to this meeting, but it was great to see that there was lots of new um, young people that were really, really involved and enthusiastic to make the experience of care leavers in Wolverhampton much, much better. And it has been. I felt like I didn't know anything when I went in that meeting, but to be honest, it is probably because I haven't been there for a while. But besides the point, it was great to see some old faces again and walking home is when this realisation came to me that I am progressing beyond where I used to be and in a year's time I'll probably come back and say the same thing because I always strive to progress and speaking about progressing procrastination I have been putting off my business plan for a while procrastinating about it, not really wanting to do it and I don't think it was that I didn't want to do it, it's just I didn't truly believe that what I was learning at university could be used to make something as important as a business plan. Um, I say important because business plans are often used for investors and gaining money into the business so it is pretty important in that retrospect. But I, I was procrastinating about it a lot. I didn't really want to do it. I really didn't. But now I've started to push through it and I know what I've got to do. I now believe in my knowledge a bit more after speaking to someone that's recently graduated from the university on a business course. So would have done business plans just like me. And... It gave me peace of mind. I think that's all I needed was a bit of peace of mind. And now I'm, I'm attacking it. I'm attacking it hard. And I'm hoping to get it done by, well, in the next few days, by the end of the week. Um, this time next week, it should be done. But just attacking. You will procrastinate. You will hit a point where you feel like you can't get past it. But just push through it. It's the only advice I have. Just push through it. In regards to business plan, I have a lot of research to be doing to completely figure out my target market, to find out where I fit in between all of the big businesses and the small businesses that are trying to do um, social and digital marketing. So I've got a lot of research to do in order to find my gap and meet the demand, which is what I will be working on. I class this as my business plan, however... I know research is going to take a lot more than the next week, so that part of my business plan will be missing for the next few weeks whilst I am doing research. Back to meeting people from LinkedIn face-to-face, -face, which came into my mind on Thursday the 2nd after meeting a person named Ava Wetrick. I think this is on Thursday that I had a meeting with her. 
Yeah, I think it was. Or it was Wednesday. One of the two. Either way, um, meeting, pe- meeting people from LinkedIn face-to-face um, has its amazing value. I learned so much from the three or four people that I had meetings with this week through Skype. And I would absolutely love if you are watching this and want a call, Skype call, Zoom call, phone call, WhatsApp call, whatever, um, I would love to have chats with you guys. Because I just love meeting people. I really do. It's something that I'm really passionate about. And I really, really enjoy doing. Genuinely enjoy meeting new people. So go out there and meet some new people on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media platform you're on. Go out and meet new people. Provide value, as most people would say. A similar point to what I mentioned, well, a very, the same point as what I mentioned earlier. Thinking that one thing is different from another when actually it's the same. So not separating the crop from the land. As mentioned earlier, I've mentioned all those points. So I will skip that. The next point is, am I looking too far into the future? And should this even be a point on my diary? Is it possible to look too far in the future? That's a question that I do not know the answer to. I look really far into the future. Well, my business future, more than my personal, individual future. I I, I look to see where I want my business to be. And where I, I, I kind of, some of the, the things I want in the office, the types of people I want around me. And I don't know if I'm looking too far. I, I even have places I want to expand to, which may be a, a, a stretch, but it's, it's what I want my business to turn into. It's what I want my business to turn into. And how far is too far in regards to looking for a business? I mean, I haven't even got my first sale yet, but I'm looking at funking up three or four offices around the world, so I don't know. I I personally wouldn't say that you could look too far into the future. This was just a point that came onto my head and just made me think whether it was possible to think and look too far into the future. I'll be interested in finding out your points of views to see if you guys think that it's possible to think too far into the future. The next point, Friday the 3rd of July. I mentioned showing gratitude to people. I mainly do it to the people that I don't really know. So a waitress, a waiter, person behind a bar, retail assistants, that sort of thing. However, the people close to me, I don't really show gratitude to. I do try, but apparently I'm not doing it good enough. Like I said to people, thank you, thank you so, so much. And I put emphasis on it. However, some people have told me that that's not enough. Which puts me in a bit of a dilemma. But I'm going to be working on that. I'm going to find a way to show how thankful I am 
in more ways than just saying thank you. We will see how that pans out. At the moment I have limited internet problems. Um, well, I, I have limited internet so it comes with its problems. Trying to build a social media marketing business and do research online is very difficult when you don't have the online part. So I was walking around and thinking, how can I tackle this problem? Because it's a large problem and I really, really want to do this business plan and get it over and done with, to be completely honest. And luckily, I thought, it popped into my head, well, hey, Gareth, why don't you go to the local library? And that's what I'm going to do. So from tomorrow morning, I'm going to the library to go and attack the day. Because nobody, not a single person, likes limited internet. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Another point is getting more time to create content. Something I'm going to be trying to do over the next upcoming weeks and months is to create better quality content. For example, when I went on that Edinburgh trip, I made a video. And on the way back from, from Edinburgh, the majority of the time I was editing this video. And it was really, really annoying when I went to upload it onto LinkedIn and I just so happened to have a corrupt file. This was annoying, annoying after I had promised a video to my LinkedIn and therefore they're not going to be receiving a video. However, I will be working on other video content in the future and making the video quality better. So not rather than just doing a quick film, film my journey from, for example, one that I'm planning at the moment is from when I move out of my current flat to the University of Derby Halls back ready for second year. And this made me think about how I can do this. And I will be doing this through a variety of ways, um, such as adding a little bit of music, making lots of little videos and putting them together, and maybe, just maybe, captioning them. Something I'm looking at. And now you know where I... And now you know where I stand in regards to content creation. More so video creation than anything else is what's standing out to me at the moment. In regards to Instagram actually and content creation, once my Instagram account is up and running, I will be making Instagram stories, IGTV videos, making it a bit more social just for you guys to get to see my more personal side of my personal life. The more personal side of my life, I mean. Yeah, I think that's about right. That sounds about right. Um, another point is, it's okay to have time off to restore your thoughts. You may feel like the world is attacking you. Go home, meditate for 10 minutes, have a bite to eat, and then go back and attack it. 
sit in nature. Nature is scientifically proven to help you to calm and collate everything that's going on in your head. Just because people like some scientifically proven things, I thought I'd throw that in there. The next point is not regretting or being annoyed if you didn't do something. So I have a large list of things I want to do. I have post-it notes all of my cupboards in the kitchen so that every morning I get to see my cupboard and I see all the things I need to do. However, if I don't do one in a day, such as start an Instagram account, that's okay because you may not do it today or tomorrow as long as you do it, then that's fine because there are things that will be more urgent and you need to do. So working on those first, that's okay to prioritize. Also apologies if you just heard some kids talking um, background noise through the window. Um, I live right next to a little bit of grass. So there's lots of kids in this block of flats that like to um, play on the grass. They're quite loud. Okay, the next point on to Saturday the 4th of July and Sunday the 5th. These two days are kind of combined. Um, reading and books, I've already mentioned that point because, well, I haven't fully. So I'm reading My Morning Routine. The next book I'm, I'm going to be reading is um, probably The Creative Curve. Um, which I, I got the, the pre-release copy from a competition I did on LinkedIn and I just happened to win, which was quite amazing actually. I really didn't expect to win a book. Um, saves me a bit of money I suppose and it's great because I'm looking forward to learning how to harness creativity and throw it into everything I've got. And that will especially help with my content creation. Meeting new people, I've already mentioned, therefore I shall skip that point. Researching for business, I've also mentioned. So on to the final point. In regards to the research I'm going to be doing, I am going to be asking managing directors, director roles, and people in those director roles, I mean, what they are looking for from a digital marketing team or agency in regards to their social media, website, etc. Therefore, I'm going to be able to pick up some of the things that people aren't doing and put them into my business, hopefully giving me a bit of a push at the start of my business um, when I start to make profit and sell, etc. Also, what they expect from a social media marketer. And if you guys have any tips and tricks, please let me know. And that is the final point on my diary. This has been a very content-heavy um, podcast. I tried to get through as many of my points as possible. Well, that's all of my points, but I tried to get through them as quick as possible. So some of them haven't got as much detail. But if you do wish to contact me for any reason to ask about one of the points or to ask about some of my thoughts or what I'm doing at the moment please don't hesitate to contact me. As I said earlier, 
I'm really, really open to Skype, Zoom, WhatsApp calls, whatever. I love to meet new people. I hope you have had an amazing week. And this is the end of my podcast. I'm back, baby.